theyeshiva.net. Welcome, everybody. Please turn to page 54. We're going to learn today a mimer of the Balatanya, Terya'er Parshas Vayeshev, which explores a whole story and theme in Parshas Vayeshev, but also it starts off with a theme of Parshas Vayishlach. So it really connects to both Parshas this week and next week, Vayishlach Vayeshev. And uh, this is a mimer from Tovkov Samachet which means 1804, the end of 1804. Page 54 in Torah Er, or Dav Chavzayin, Amit Gimel, Chavzayin, column 3, right column close to the top, Vihine Anachnu Ma'almim Alumim Chuli. Just as an introduction, the themes that we're going to be touching upon are dealt with in quite a few memoriam of the Balatanya, of the Alter Rebbe. But very often, there's an expression in Chazal, in Yerushalmi, Divrei Torah aniyim b'makam echad, v'ashinim b'makam acher. Torah, words of Torah are poor in one place and wealthy in another place, which means sometimes a concept is explored very briefly in one place, and in order to appreciate it, you have to go to another place, and conversely. Here he touches on a theme that he touches in many Maimadim, but there's a unique uh, elaboration here that is uh, extraordinary in the sense of him dissecting and explaining the ideas in a very detailed and comprehensible fashion and applicable fashion, as you will see. In addition to that, tackles one of the great mysterious stories that will occupy the second half of Sefer Bereshus. Vayeshev, Miketz, and Vayigash, and Vayechi, story of Yosef and his brothers. And in that sense, even though every Maimer is fundamental, and every Maimer touches upon... Uh, extremely powerful and potent and relevant points in life and in Yiddishkeit and in Avedis Hashem. But I would say that this this Maimer is one of the very uh, fundamental Maimarim of the Balatanya in the sense of explanations and elaborations and many ideas that were cornerstones in his Hashkafas uh, Eilam and his perspective on Yiddishkeit according to Pnimi Satira, according to Kabbalah and Chzidus. I said it's a maimer from Tovkov Samachai. So let's begin. Behine anachno ma'almim alumim. I always give this warning. The first few lines are extremely mystical. Meaning, if one is not very familiar with the concepts, it becomes very confusing. And there's a natural tendency to shut down because uh, you just give up on it right away. That's a very normal tendency. So if you have it, you know, welcome to the club of many people. But the difference between mediocrity and greatness is the people who don't shut down and are ready to uh, open themselves up to uh, newness and transformation. So you'll be able to make that choice between mediocrity and greatness on this bright Monday morning. 
even before you went to your therapist, because it's only 7, 10 a.m. Let's remember the context of the story. I assume everybody knows the story, but I'll just repeat it. The opening of Parshas Vayeshev tells the story of Yaakov at last settling back in his homeland of Canaan. His son is 17 years old, Yosef. His uh, second to his youngest son at the time, Rachel's oldest. As it says, Yaakov has a special affection. Yisrael loves Yosef more than all of his other children. And the brothers loathe him. They despise him. They dislike him. They can't speak to him peacefully. What happens at this point is Yosef has a dream. And not only he has the dream, but he shares the dream with his brothers, which only increases the disdain or the sense of dislike. What's the nature of the dream? <coughs> the Torah gets very specific. It doesn't only say he had a dream and he told it to his brothers. It also says he told his brothers, listen to the dream that I've dreamt. Whenever you read Chumash, these types of uh, details and nuances are extremely critical to the story. Because it could have just said, Yosef had a dream, right? He shared it with his brothers, that's important. They loathed him even more, that's the story. And then you might say what the dream is. And Yosef said, and Yosef told them the dream, Yosef said, the dream. But there's a whole Pasuk where he tells them, Shimu shechalamti. He's not only telling it to them, he's telling them, listen please to the dream that I'm dreaming. Almost like pay attention, take pay, pay heed to the dream that I dreamt. He doesn't only say listen to the dream, to the dream that I have dreamt. Obviously a dream you dream. Right? You don't not dream a dream. If it's a dream, you probably dreamt it. If you wouldn't have dreamt it, it's not a dream. I'm pointing these things out because usually when people read Psukim, they don't notice this. But it's important to notice because... They're very relevant. What's the dream? Ma'almim alumim means we have been binding sheaves in the field. Ma'almim alumim. Aluma in Lashon Kodesh is a sheave. Sheaves. Meaning you take individual stalks of grain, whatever type of grain, and you make bundles out of them. It's one of the malachas of Shabbos called ma'amer. Ma'amer means you make piles. You're not going to carry every stalk independently to your silo. So you make bundles, and a bundle is called alumim. It can have tremendous amount of grains, a large quantity of grains. We are all making sheaves. We're creating bundles in the field. In other words, the grain has already grown, and we have harvested them, and now it's time to make big piles so that you can deal with them and you bring them to where you have to bring them and then you begin processing them according to how we process grain. What happens next? My sheave stood up. It stood up and not only it stood up, it's now standing erect. It remains remains, uh, erect. And all of your sheaves turned, all of your sheaves turned towards mine, and they all prostrated themselves to my bundle of grain. That's the end of the dream, one verse, Zion, Zion, chapter 37, verse 7, 
That's the dream, one possible. His brother's response is, do you think you're going to rule over us and become a king over us? And they despise him even more because of his dreams and because of his words. There's also a second dream, but that's the Pasuk. Balatanya opens up with, We're all binding sheaves. This Pasuk he's going to get back to much later in the Mayimah. This Pasuk and the story and what it represents. The way you look at it literally is, he had a dream. Why about sheaves? It was just, <laughs> as, you ask you such questions about dreams. It's a representation. It, and for them it represented his ambition of uh, leadership, of royalty, and they're all bowing down to him. In other words, they are under his domain and under his authority and under his royalty, which, to put it mildly, did not uh, please them very much. That's on a very, on a very basic level, on a very surface level. Uh, it's really extraordinary when you learn the Maimed to see how the Alter Rebbe learns the story, what, what he saw in this dream, in this story. Not just in its message of bowing down, but every detail of it, as we will see. In order to understand this, he starts with an introduction. A long introduction, but the introduction is not stomachs, an introduction, it's the fundamental idea. To understand this, we go back to another Pasuk. And fascinatingly, this Pasuk is the end of Ayishlach, which means the prelude to this dream is this Pasuk. Now, most people would not associate the two, because the end of Ayishlach, you know, it says everything is Tali and Mazel. Chazal say everything needs Mazel. Even a Sefer needs Mazel. Stories in Chumash also need Mazel. The end of Ayishlach doesn't have Mazel. What do I mean it doesn't have mazel? It's a long genealogy of Asaph's family. And most people read it, already the first time they read it as children, they're like, okay, here we go. And it's uh, the whole chapter 36 starts off, Yitzchak passes away, Ve'ela told us Asaph who Adam. The next 30 verses, which is not a short span in Chumash, is the genealogy of Asaph's family. And it's a complicated genealogy, complicated uh, both in terms of the intricacies and complicated in terms of morality, as Rashi points out. So complicated could mean more than one thing. But it's really, it's really not worth to skip because it's a fascinating, fascinating genealogy. After 30 psukim comes Pasuk 31 because the chapter is 43 psukim, it's a very long chapter. And it's all the genealogy of Esav. And Pasuk Lamed Aleph, and this is the end of Ayishtach, Ve'ela ha-melachim ha-shamolchu beretz edoim lefnei melach melech l'bnei Yisrael. And here are all the kings who ruled in the land called Edom, which was the country of Esav, before the Jewish people ever had a king. So here's a list of kings that Edom had before Jews ever, ever had a king. Lefnei melach melech l'bnei Yisrael. And the pastor goes through eight kings of the land of Edom. And remember, they all ruled before there was ever, ever a Jewish king. First Jewish king would be Shaul HaMelech. That would be a few hundred years after the Jews entered Israel. All these kings precede Jewish royalty. And he starts going through the list. The first king's name is Bela. He lives in a place called Dinhava. The next scene is he died. 
He was replaced by a man named Yoivov in a city called Botsra. Yoivov died. He was succeeded by a man named Chusham, a place called Taimani. Chusham died. Next guy is Hadad. Hadad, who we know to war, went to war with Midian, and he comes from a place called Avis. Hadad dies. Next guy is Samla. He comes from a place called Masreket. You're going to be tested on all of this, so pay attention. Samla dies. The next guy is Shol. Interesting, this is already a Psahemisha, Psahemisha name. He comes from a place called Rechovis Hanar, the broad river. Shol dies, and the next fellow who succeeds him is a man named Baal Chanan, who is the son of Achbar. Baal Chanan, the son of Achbar, dies, and who succeeds him, a man named Hadar, from a city called Po. And finally, at last, we're introduced to his wife, whose name is Mehetav El. Her father's name is Matred. Bas Mezov, and he's the eighth. Baal Hadar, who replaces Baal Hanar, that's number eight. So we had Bela, and we had, who died, we had Yoivov, and then we had Chusham, number three, we had Hadad Ben Bedad as number four, we had Samla, number five, we had Shaul, number six, we had Baal Hanar, Ben Achber, number seven. Each one dies right away, they rule, they die, and somebody succeeds them, and then we have Hadar, who is number eight? We have his wife's name. About Hadar, it doesn't say he died. All of the first seven, it says Vayamas, and there's a replacement. Hadar, there's no death. Torah does not record the fact that he died. And this is how this chapter 36 ends with the genealogy of Asaph and the royalty, the family of royalty in the land of Esau in Edom. This is all before Jews ever had a king. This is done. Now starts Vayeshev, going back to Yaakov's family, starting with the story of Yosef and his brothers in the dream. Says the Maimon, ah? Huh? I certainly don't know. Ksiv, Elam, Elochem, Asher, Malchu, Chuli. The Pasuk tells us at the end of Ayishlach, these are the kings who ruled in Edom before there was ever a Jewish king. And he right away goes in to the spiritual and mystical interpretation. Shehein, Zayin, Malkin, Kadmoyin, They represent seven kings. Kadmoyin means primordial, from the word Kedem, Kedem, Kadmoyin. They're the primordial kings. They're the kings that are there Early on, early on, Lifnei, before Jews ever had a king, representing the seven primordial kings of Toyu, of a world, or a reality called Toyu, which literally means chaos, Shenoflu Bishvir Sakelim. And these seven kings all went through a Nephila. They all went through a... Uh, epiphany. Huh? Epiphany? No, not an epiphany. Yeah. Yeah. They fell. They fell. Downfall. A downfall in a process called Shvira Sakelim, which is going to be explained, a process called the breaking of the vessels or the shattering of the vessels. And as a result of that, they fell down Lamata to a, to a space which we, consider, which we consider Mata, you may consider it the abyss or a very low, a low space. L'shem ban da'atzilus. The fall actually is to a space that we call, Kabbalistically, the name of Ban, the name of 52, Nun Bezis 52, the name of 52 of the world called Atzillus, which is Mokr, Debris, Yitzirasi, 
which is the source of another three worlds below Atzillus called Bria and Yitzir and Asir. Umisham, and from there Yardu Bibriya Yitzir Asir. And from there these seven kings descended into the worlds of Bria Yitzir Asir. Vizelinyan Misas Hamalachim. And this is the concept of the death of all of these kings, Kiyadua, as is known. Whenever you see the word Kiyadua, you could uh, know that it's not known. In other words, it's known to those who know. It's known, but it's known to those who know. <laughs> to those who don't know, it's unknown. But Kiyadua, it's known, I guess, to those who have to know, or those who know, it's known. So what did he say? Just push, push it the words. I'm not trying to explain now. Just the, the vocabulary is important. There's seven kings. He calls them seven kings of Tayu. They all died. He doesn't say eight, because Amahadara doesn't say he died. First seven, it says they died. They were all there before the Jewish people ever had a king, which obviously is represent, representing something. This is a place that precedes Malchus, connected to Judaism and the Jewish people. They come from a place called Toyu. There was a process called the shattering of the vessels. They fell into a space which we call the name of Ban, of Atsilus, which is the source of Bri Yitzir From there they fall down even lower, and this is the concept of the death of the king. We're not explaining the concept here. We're just trying to learn the setup of the, the words, the terminology, the vocabulary, what he said. Vihine b'shvira sakelim in this process of the shattering of the vessels, which is the death of the kings, because there was a shattering, there was a breakage, something broke, different components fell. What do we mean? Three components went through a nefila. Neshamas, souls, Malachim, we usually translate as angels, whatever that's supposed to mean. And the third thing is, divine energies themselves, not only Neshamas and Malachim, which are more or less created, but means divine divine faculties or characteristics or energies, they themselves fell. They all broke. They all went through this Shvira, and all fell down and arrived in the worlds known as Bia, which is an acronym for Bri Yitzirasi. And what does it mean each one fell? It has to be explained. But the third component, which are the divine kaiches, the divine energies, nefilosam. What do I mean they fell? What does it mean they fell? They descended to vivify, to give life and animation and chiyos to the universe is called Bria and Yitzir That's what we mean they fell. They fell, they descended. Why is it called falling? Because it's called a fall. We'll soon see why it's called a fall. There's a gradual descent and then there's what you call a fall. It's also a descent, but it's Anything but gradual and, and incremental and uh, and more structured and calculated and secure. Somebody somebody goes down, somebody goes down and somebody falls. It's a different experience. So what does it mean if he lost that they went down to give life to Bri Yitzhidasi? Now, 
The Baltanya wasn't mechadish all these things. This is a concept, he says, Kiyadua, that comes from Torah Kabbalah, it comes from Kabbalah Svanah, particularly the writings of the Arizal. Anybody who's even very superficially familiar with any of the terminology of the Arizal, the Arizal lived in the 1500s, he passed away in the year Shin Lamed Beis, which would be uh, 1572, 1572, that's exactly two centuries before the Balatanya, who lived in the second half of the 1700s. Darizal, of course, lived in Svas, where he passed. He taught only for two years, because he passed away so young, at the age of 36. And uh, in Darizal Svarim, the concept of Toyu and the seven kings and the shattering of the vessels of Toyu is very prevalent, meaning it's mentioned not once and not twice, but it's mentioned extremely frequently. It's a major theme. But, as all of the writings of Darizal, they are extremely mystical, they're coded, and uh, extremely abstract. They're written in allegory, metaphor, parables, and therefore it has to be decoded. The, abst- the abstract concepts have to be brought down, have to be demythologized. So this is a concept of Darizal, that's why he says Kiyodua. Now he starts explaining it, Alderech Chassidus Chabad, which is what the Balatanya did, took the concepts of Kabbalah and tried to explain. Pidish, the Inyan, Hashvira, Shal Hakelim, Vishalamitsutsus. What's this idea of Shvira, of the breaking of the vessels and of the sparks? Because he said that there's Kaychas Alekim that fell, godly energies that fell. Which means came down to give life to Bri Yitzirasiya. What's this idea of the shattering? What is it? is It's a metaphor for fragmentation into many different particles. If a glass bowl shatters from one piece, you ended up with hundreds of pieces or many pieces. That's what Shvira means. Shvira means breaking. Obviously, it's a metaphor here. What broke? What broke means it got separated into many different fragments, many different parts. If we take the word baruch, he could have taken any word from Lashon Kodesh, but he takes the word baruch. Take the word baruch. What does the word baruch mean? We say constantly baruch, blessed, right? Baruch Hashem, baruch Hata Hashem, baruch Tia. We learned the Parshas told us, Gam Baruch Yiyah, he should be blessed. You take the word Baruch. Baruch is made up of four letters. Beis, Reish, Vav, Chav. When the letters are combined into this word Baruch, meaning you take Beis, Reish, Vav, Chav, and you bring them together in this particular hybrid, in this order, what happens? Mislabish Behen Haskalah. An idea is suddenly manifested through the letters. He's saying something very simple, but the elegance in which he's saying it shows you that it's anything but simple. You take these letters, you bring them together, and suddenly they become a conduit for an idea. A haskola. Haskola means an idea. What idea? Whatever the word is. In this case, it's the idea of baruch, blessed which is a connotation, it, it conjures a certain image, a certain concept. 
It's the concept of blessing. Whatever blessing means. But that's the Haskali you're bringing out. Boruch blessing. Now let's do a little experiment. Take these four letters and separate them from each other. Let the base be independent. Let the Reish be independent. Let the Vav be independent. Let the Chav be independent. What happens now? This idea is suddenly not being manifested through these letters. So what happened exactly? Which letter, which letter contains the idea of blessing? Bez, Rej, Vav, Chav. You have a Bez, a Bez is a Bez, as far as I'm concerned, no brach. Rej is a Rej, a Vav is a Vav, a Chav is a Chav. You bring them together in this order. First of all, you have to bring them together. Second of all, you can bring them together in a different order, Right? <laughs> You could give me the letter Bez, and then Chaf, and then Vav, and then Resh. Same letters. But you'll give me a different idea. Pchar, an oldest son, right? Which not everybody sees that as a blessing. <laughs> it's a very different word. Pchar. So you, first of all, you have to bring all the four letters together, and you have to bring them together in a particular order, and then suddenly, we don't think of this because it's always happening so, you know, instinctively, part of the miracle of language. But now suddenly, we don't even focus so much on the letters. Somebody says, you know, Baruch Tia. I, I don't know, Beis or Reish, Shavav Chav. I hear an idea. In other words, the letters now are a conduit, which called, but means a lavush. A lavush always means a garment, but in this case it means it manifests. It's, it's, it's a conduit for the idea of Brach. Al derech zehu shvides hakelem detayu. This is how you have to understand the breaking of the vessels of the world of Tayyip. When something breaks, the kalim, the vessels, got separated. They got fragmented into many, many particles, each one separate from each other. It's like you take the baruch and you break it. What happens when it breaks? The base is on its own, the resh is on its own, the vav is on its own, the chaf is on its own. Action is stalik mehem ha'er. Shahoyo mislabish betoichan koidem pirutza. The light that was being manifested through the vessels before this breaking, before this fragmentation, is now gone. It departed. Just like the idea of Baruch and the idea we're calling the light here. The letters are the vessels. You cannot convey ideas without language. Right? Everybody knows that. You cannot convey an idea without language. You have to think about it, certainly when you want to say it, even when you want to think about it, you want to write it. When you're reading a book, any book, or you're even hearing somebody speak, you're not hearing ideas, you're hearing letters, you're hearing the alphabet. If somebody doesn't know the language, what are they hearing? All they're hearing is oisius. If you understand the language, you're not hearing oisius, you're hearing the ur that comes through the oisius. This is a very serious process. Again, we take it for granted, like we take many things for granted. But it's a serious process. You can hear somebody speaking in another language, right? Or you're reading a book that's in another language or it's too complicated for you. You see all the letters and you may learn the alphabet of the Sahel Taftaita Bankas. 
Maybe happening right now, as far as I'm concerned, I'm not sure. Ah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So the the oasis when they come together, there is an ur that comes through them. Like baruch, or take any word. And then that's how the word. Sentence is much more ur. And a paragraph is much more ur. And a chapter. And then a whole book. And it goes on and on. Yes, tell the Sodom. Now you take the letters, you shatter them. What happened? Where did the light go? What happened? The base is still a base. Didn't get destroyed. The reish is still a reish. The vav is still a vav. Chaf is still a chaf. So what happened to the light? Somehow, you're not accessing it. It's not being manifested. It's not being revealed. Is the base the same base? What did I do to the base differently when I put it in the word baruch? Nothing. <laughs> it's the same shape. It's the same pronunciation. It's the same gematria. Nothing happened. It didn't go through a transformation. But everything happened. It makes all the difference. The base in Baruch is a different base. Why? It's part of Baruch. The base outside of Baruch, it's the same base. Nothing happened. But it's a completely different base. What is it? Base. Here, it's not base. What is it? It's Baruch. It's blessing. It's not a Vav. It's blessing. It's not a Chof. It's blessing. is the Nakuda. What is it when it's separated? It's the same base. But everything is different. That's the difference of a keli, a vessel, that captures the ur, captures the light. It's the same base, reish vav chaf. But what are you seeing in it? What are you hearing? I don't even, when I'm hearing you speak, I don't stop and say, okay, so you just said A, uh, you said Z, you said X, you said mm-hmm. okay. Now let me do it, let me combine it. When speech is delayed or people have difficulty with speech, these are the processes you have to dissect. Because when we're blessed that our brains develop this way, it just happens. But it's a very, very complex process. Why am I not thinking, okay, you did this letter, that letter, that letter, it makes up a word. You don't even hear the letters. <laughs> if he wouldn't say this, nobody would, you wouldn't think about it. Because we don't, I don't hear the base rage, well, oh, you took a base, you took a rage, you took a vav, wow, that's so interesting. You took it out of the alphabet. But that's really what's happening. But what am I hearing? I'm not hearing the keli. I'm hearing the ur. I'm hearing the baruch through the letters. When you separate the letters, suddenly what are you left with? You're left with the keli. It's the same thing. Nothing changed. But everything changed. So what's shviris hakelim? Shviris hakelim then is the concept. The keli is exactly the same keli. So we suddenly learn here what breaking of the vessels mean. Breaking of the vessels doesn't mean... The keli was broken, <laughs> like physically, you take a keli, you break it, nothing left. There's just glass all over your kitchen. Spiritually, what does that mean? Spiritually, that doesn't happen. There's no glass all over your kitchen. Something much more profound is happening, and that is, the baruch didn't break, the base didn't break, the word broke. And when the word broke, every letter is on its own. But what is it? It tells you a whole different story. Or to put it differently, it doesn't tell you that story anymore. It just says, I'm a base. Where do you come from? I don't know. I'm just a base. I'm a reish. I'm a vav. I'm a chaf. So, the oil that was manifested through the kalim before the separation is now gone. 
ומצד זה, and because of this, יורדו במדרגה בבחינס בלי יצירסי. This is what causes that we say that the Kalim descended to a different level to the world we call Bria, Yitzira Asiya. What happens? From these Kalim emerge fragmented universes. Fragmented what? What do we mean fragmented? Bruyim Rabim Minim Minim Shainim. Endless diversity of creatures of living organisms, and all types of creatures, spiritual and physical, but there's one common denominator. They are rabbim. There's many different people and different things and different mammals and different organisms and different creations, not just different but similar, minim and minim shinim, completely different species and different gradations. Suddenly there is endless diversity. Many, many, many. Rabu, rabbim. That's all initiated in Bria, even more in Yitzira, and even more in Asiya. The hallmark of our world is fragmentation. Fragmentation is minim minim shayna. Kamashikasov, as the Pasuk says, Hayesh Mispar Ligdudov. Is there a number to God's legions? Meaning, it's endless. There's so many. Why are you calling this shvira breaking? Why is this breaking? It's beautiful diversity. Because vihine atzmos hamatzil baruchu yochid umiyuchid betachlus ayichud kenoid. The essence of the matzil, the essence of the matzil is the expression. You could also say Hashem, but what he means here atzmos hamatzil is he says it's he doesn't say Hakadosh Baruch or Hashem because he wants to bring out a point. Atzmos hamatzil, just to understand the languages, the essence of the maatzil, the one who, the word maatzil, the word atzilus comes from the word maatzil. Um, in English, it's not an easy word to translate in English. We have it in Parshas Bahaloischa, the first time. Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, appoint 70 people. Remember what he says? Anybody remembers? Parshas Bahaloischa, appoint 70 people. Ve'atzalti min haruach asher alecha. How do we say that? I will uh, atzalti. I will um, emanate. Emanate is a good word. I will emanate. That's probably how they translate it. I will emanate from the spirit. Now, how do you translate emanate? Shine out. Shine out. Sheer. Sheer. Uh, I will take some of. It's like lighting a candle from a candle. I take some of your light and I confer it. On somebody else or something else. That's called lahatzil. Your maatzil. You emanate from your light. The world of atzilus is the world of the maatzil. Huh? Lahatzil samchuyot means to confer authority, right? Right? The president confers authority on somebody. The king confers authority. The minister confers authority. I share it with you. And you now are given a little bit of. of of my power or part of my office or my administration uh, responsibilities, whatever it is. In Hebrew, modern Hebrew, they say, right. But it comes from If you see here, Shvirus HaKelem of Toyu is what created Bri Yitzir Asiya. So he says, because before that, the Atzmus HaMatzel, the essence of the Matzel, the emanator, the source of Bri Yitzir Asiya, 
is one and singular in the ultimate unity. Kenoidas is no one. There's absolute oneness. If you want, there should emerge created beings. Who constitute and exist in tremendous tremendous quantities. And it's not that there's many, but they're considered one. They are separated from each other. Everyone sees itself as a completely self-contained, independent reality. Which is the ultimate opposition to the true unity that really exists. There's nothing outside of him. There's nothing outside of this oneness. How then in the world? Does this consciousness emerge? A consciousness of absolute separation from each other and separation from cosmic and supercosmic oneness, which is the true nature of ultimate reality. How do you get to that place of consciousness, which is mamish hamenaget? No, it's not a pesach fake menaget. It's mamish hamenaget. It's a complete opposition to true oneness. Hutzrachliyas this is where the process of Shvirus HaKelem is indispensable. Why? Since the vessels got fragmented into many little particles, this is what creates the multitude of all created beings. Plus, Every nivra is defined by its own independent persona. It has its own essence, its own chemistry, its own um, its own um, its own identity. This is the process of Shvira Sakalim. This is why it's so vital and indispensable to the entire emergence of the worlds as we know them, as he will continue to explain. We'll continue Bezer Hashem tomorrow at seven, huh? But over there there's no Shvir Sakalim yet. The Kalim word it's like base race base is a Kali, Raish is a Kali, Vov is a Kali, Chof is a Kali. When they're together. They're not in a war with each other. Bayes doesn't say, you're an ace, I'm a base. Geavek. <laughs> There's their one. It's one word, Baruch. Who's more meyuchis? The chav, the reish. You understand? Because Why? Because the definition of the keli is that it's a keli for the oil. That's the definition. If it's a keli for the oil, there's one oil. So the er comes out through the kalim. But the moment you separate the letters, wait, wait, excuse me, I'm a base, I'm a reish. Don't confuse us. Maybe we look alike, but we're not the same. Suddenly I'm a different mitzvah. What happened? I don't understand. The answer is, shvira sakalim. The kalim broke. The er is gone. How is the er gone? The moment we separated, the er is not being manifested through me. The er is not being manifested through me. Now I have to look for myself. So who am I? <laughs> oh, I'm a base. You're a reish. You're not part of the family, sorry. Really? You're not part of the tribe. Before Shmira Sakalim, there was no diversity. Yeah. There could be diversity. 
you can have you can have a book, you can have endless letters, but it's a diversity, but not fragmentation. You understand the difference? No, not division. Not division. Beige rage vav chaf is diversity, not the same four letters. If you would have the same letters, base, 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 you're not getting your word. But there's no division. There's oneness. In a way, when, when you have broken, uh, they're even greater than when they were together. They're not even form any word they want. It's even, it's even more. If they form words, if they're separate, yeah. Before they weren't able to create creativity. In that sense, yeah. Creativity, yeah. The letters now could be completely reconstrued or misconstrued. When you speak, you can say the word or syllable in one shot. When you write, you have to write one letter at a time. Oh, sorry. So, how do you explain that? that, that okay, difference? listen, there's writing and there's speaking each one. There's also thought, there's machshava, there's dibur, there's ksav, there's machshava dibur ha that also play into the difference between Torah and Sav. Also, yeah. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have a great day. It's not about good or bad. It's about understanding the reality of the dual identity of the world. I'm not revealing the secrets of the Adam bar. This is deeper. <laughs> this class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.